0: This is Germ Warfare, the Battle of Ideas.
1: (laughs) My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. I am trying this again. We've been having some gremlins. David Weiss, let's do this a second time. How's the information war treating you? (laughs)
0: The the information war is treating me... Um, just like it's treating anyone else trying to get the truth out there. You know, right now I'm in Facebook jail because I said (laughs) something they didn't like that was truthful. I've been put in Facebook jail for actually quoting information straight from the CDC website. What did you say? I pointed out how many people, according to them, how many people um, died because of this thing that they got in their arm. Uh, And uh, just using their numbers, uh, which are are admittedly underreported, but... They don't like that.
1: I don't believe any of that stuff anyway. So you're talking to the converted.
0: I I, I'm with you. I'm just saying. You asked (laughs) me how the information war is doing. (laughs) It's crazy to believe that like you tell the truth, you can't even tell the truth anymore. Although flat Earth, though they don't ban it, they just make it hard to find. Like if you Google flat Earth. You're gonna end up with complete and total garbage. You end up at the flat Earth society. They'll show you a disc like this floating in mm. space. Like, oh, flat Earthers believe we're a disc in space with a dome over us. No flat Earther believes that. No flat Earther.
1: Yeah, I, I've actually seen that. I've if I've I've searched for it and I see all that stuff coming up.
0: Yeah. You or or you get this. You know, we're a p- pancake floating in a heliocentric solar system. Two false models. They give you. You know, a false binary. You could say, oh, we are, we're a pancake or we're not a pancake, you know, or, you know, with the other planets are round or they're flat. That's a total false binary, two false systems, right? The problem is here's the problem Flat Earthers know more about the heliocentric model than any globe believer does, because anyone that believes in the globe doesn't know their own model, because if they did, they'd realize it's scientifically impossible if. They actually thought and used their brain, but they weren't. They didn't teach us that in school. They didn't teach us to think um, and trust our common God-given senses. They told us to memorize and regurgitate, and if you got an A, um, you did
1: great. I'm trying to think, Dave. Where do we start? Uh, uh, all right, let's let's go back a bit. Where, where where did the idea of flat Earth or round Earth, sphere, whatever you might call it, where did these models originate, or when?
0: So, you know, everyone says, you know, well, Aristophanes, um, you know, figured it out 2000 years ago. But in reality, every culture that we know of was a flat earth culture, um, except the religion of NASA, who came in and said we live on a heliocentric ball. You know, we have all of our uh, our historical men, um, you know, that that um all of the historical men that, you know, that proved the earth was a globe years ago, Galileo and Pythagoras and Copernicus, um, I don't believe, and Kepler, I don't believe any of these guys existed. I believe they're all just made up fictions. I mean, Galileo got some polished glass and put it in a tube and created a telescope and can see details on Mars that we can't see today with our best telescopes, really? right? That's what you have to believe. Oh yeah. I mean, the stuff that, you know, the, the proof that there's other balls in space, um, is, is absolute insanity. And then when you, if you try, and we can get into any part we want, I know we only have limited time, but if you actually pay attention to the numbers that they tell you, we can determine things that are not true, for real. The, the honest truth is, um, we don't know what this place is, but we know that it's horizontal and level, which also can be described as flat. Um, you know, there's hills and valleys, right? And we can also prove that the lights in the sky that we see, even though we don't know what they are, are not what they tell us they are, right? Let's just Mm. one quick example. Mm. If our sun, our sun is uh, one of those big yoga balls and the earth is a little BB or a pebble or a marble next to it, right? Tiny, Mm. tiny earth, giant sun. If the earth, if the sun was just a mile over your head, what would you see when you look up left, right, forward, and backwards? You'd just see the sun. they fill the entire sky, right? Yeah. Because you know, you'd be a tiny little dot underneath, and the whole sky would be the sun. Then you move the sun 93 million miles away, and due to perspective, it becomes the size of a coin held at arm's length, right? Mm. Due to perspective, it got so- that much smaller. If you doubled the distance, how much smaller would it get? If you— 24 times the distance could you see it and the answer is no you can't and that's scientifically provable if you look at the numbers well 24 times the distance is three light hours and they're telling us that we can see polaris 433 light years away none of that makes any sense
1: so what does make sense then Good question.
0: That, that, I like that question. Um, so what does make sense? Well, first, before we say what makes sense, let's let's just see what doesn't make sense, right? I'm going to ask you three questions. How fast is the Earth spinning at the equator? You probably know this one.
1: Actually, I don't know how fast it's spinning.
0: It's spinning 1,000 miles an hour. So if you're in Ecuador and you're watching the sunset, mm. you believe that you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. And that's why the sun appears to be going down.
1: Hang on, David. Hang on. You're talking in miles. I don't work in that system. Oh. What's that in kilometers?
0: It's a. It's just double. Basically, double it. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So, okay. So it's quite basically fast. Basically, double it. Yeah, yeah. Faster than. I said faster than the speed of sound. Mm. Okay. It's all. It's it's one and a half times the speed of sound. Okay. Um, we're orbiting the sun at sixty six thousand six hundred. Miles per hour, sorry. So whatever that is, it's mm. very fast. And we're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour. It's like 800,000 yeah, 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 yeah. kilometers per hour.
1: Just keep working in miles. We'll I'll we're, figure we're out the numbers later. We're
0: traveling four and a half billion miles every year, never to return to where we were before. But somehow when we look up in the sky at night, none of the stars ever change. Go out tonight, find a spot that you can stake out take a picture of the stars at a certain time and then put a note in your calendar to go out and do the same thing same time same night next year same spot Mm -hmm. and then compare the pictures every single star will be in the exact same position how is that possible when this is going on
1: in fact david isn't that the case for thousands of years weren't they looking at precisely the same stars even two thousand years ago
0: you wouldn't look at the same stars two nights in a row, let alone two years in a row, let alone two thousands of years in a row, right? They they, they don't move, right? Mm. The stars circle around a center point, right? This is the hypersonic sled track. Anyone can Google this, hypersonic sled track. you get this exact video. And when you hear it, it's crazy. I, I have a sound issue. I can't get the sound to play. Um, watch it go by a Mach 8.6. Ready? Watch. Okay. Ready? And can't even see it, Okay. You have to believe that we're orbiting the sun 10 times faster than that. And we're chasing the sun 100 times faster than that because a man in a bow tie who lies told you. But when we go out in nature, we can see a lake like this, right? Mm. We can see nature like this. Now, what does your common sense tell you about these images? That the container of this water which is the land that is higher than the water. That's the container. This water is sitting in a, in a basin and the land is containing it. It's not moving. Because if you stomped your foot on the ground next to it, ripples would go all the way across that lake. If you moved it, get a dinner plate and then a car going 100 kilometers an hour and fill it with water and then have that car speed up, slow down or take the slightest turn. The water is gonna be gone. How can we be traveling these supersonic impossible speeds in a space vacuum, which is another problem, and have water that looks like this. This water is flat. Large bodies of water lay flat when at rest. Testably, measurably, provably flat. If we lived on a ball, there would be a physical, a physical horizon. So as the boat goes away, it disappears behind the ball. You can't see the bottom part of my fingers. Zooming in doesn't help because there's a physical horizon right here. This is a physical horizon. But when we look into the distance, we can see um, we can see too far. For example, here is a, a horizon and it's where the sky meets the ground. So this is, and as I zoom in, I'm actually just increasing the angular size. And as I do, you can see, oh look, there's a boat there. But where was that boat when we started? Watch it disappear. Now, like this mm. boat's going away. We're just zooming out. And watch these waves on the bottom here. These little waves in the foreground will block out the boat from the bottom up. Look, the hull is missing. Mm. and The whole thing disappears. This is an optical horizon. If we lived on a ball, we'd have a physical horizon. And you know how far that horizon would be if you're standing at the edge of an ocean, a calm water? You shouldn't be able to see farther than three miles if you're six feet tall. There's six feet of drop on the 24,901-mile ball. But we can see things way, way farther, right? And people go, well, we don't know how far that boat is. I'm like, all right, we know how far this oil rig is. At 9.4 miles away, we have the camera one foot off the ground. According to globe math, curvature formula, there should be um, the horizon should be 1.2 miles away. Right? There should be 59 feet of hidden rig. 59 mm. feet of this, that's six stories, should be hidden. But not only can we see the entire rig, we can see the surface of the water for miles and miles beyond it. That should be hidden behind a physical curve, and it's not. No curve, no sphere.
1: Please go on. <laughs>
0: so listen listen germ i uh i i really appreciate that you're listening and thinking because a lot of people don't okay a lot of people don't so this is just this is kind of hard to see but Mm. right here the back of this deck these fishermen on here you can't even see them because they're behind this wave this is a wave right here Mm. Mm. right and if i zoom out i'm not even gonna be able to see this water I'm gonna see the boat from here, and it's gonna look like it's over the curve. It's gonna look like it's behind a curve. And it's, it's all how our eyes work. They never taught you about the angular resolution limits of your eyes. They never taught us about the inverse square law of light, how light spreads out and gets thinner and thinner, just like sound spreads out and gets thinner and thinner until you can't hear it. Light does the same thing, and it exponentially gets dimmer and dimmer until you can't see it, mm. right? They tell us our sun is eight light minutes away, 24 times farther. It's provably too small to see. The the brightness issue is a whole other issue. Polaris is 48 times bigger than our sun, so an equivalent distance where you could not see Polaris would be six light days away. 48 times three hours is six light days. Mm. Six to round up to a week at a light week away. The distance light travels in a week. It is scientifically provable that we could not see Polaris and Polaris is 433 light years away, and we can see it every night with our own eyes? Mm. They're lying to us. Now, Dave, what is Polaris? I don't know. Is it the throne of God? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I can't reach it. I can't measure it, right? Like, if you can't reach or measure something um, or touch it, then you don't know how big it is. You You don't know anything about it, right? Like, for example, people say, well, the the moon, the moon is, um, the moon's a sphere. Well, is this a sphere right here?
1: Yeah, it looks like one.
0: Well, it kind of is, but it's a half a sphere. How about this one? Is this one a sphere?
1: It looks like one.
0: It does look like one. How big is it? Well, you know how big it is now because their hand touched it. It's about the size of a baseball, but it's not, it's flat. How about Uh, this one? Is this a sphere? It looks like one, yes. It looks like one, but it's not, it's a bowl, right? Oh. Pretty crazy, right? How about this? Are these tables the same width and dimension?
1: No, they do look different.
0: I'm going to show you that they're exactly the same. And even after I show you, your brain still will not be able to uh, make sense of it. I just showed you that they're the exact same size and width, but you still can't see it, can you?
1: Yeah, that's breaking my head a little bit.
0: Yeah. So my point is, if you can't touch it and measure it, if you don't know the distance or the size, you don't know anything else about it. OK. And some people say, well, planets and stars and we know the distances. No, they don't. You don't know anything. You don't know what the sun is. You don't know what the moon is. You don't know what the other wandering stars are, which they now call planets. But they used to be called wandering stars. Right. And when and and when you look at them, you know, our optics have outgrown their lies. Right. Um. For example, here is Mars, right? This is Mars looking through a P900 or P1000 super zoom camera. Maybe a little out of focus, but what the heck is this, right? Have you ever looked up and seen Mars in the sky? It's pretty bright. Jupiter, have you ever looked up and seen Jupiter or Mars in the sky? Are you a stargazer?
1: I've seen Saturn through a telescope.
0: Okay, okay, but you can see Saturn with your naked eye. And through a telescope, you can see the rings on Saturn.
1: And the moons, yes.
0: Yeah, well, and the, the lights that we call the moons. We don't know what they are, right? But if you think about it, why can we see Saturn? Well, it's the sun that's bouncing off of it, right? The sunlight that's bouncing off of it, okay? Well, if you're on Saturn, you are way farther away from the sun than we are. So when, when you're on Saturn and you look up at the sun, it's not the size of a coin held at arm's length. It's the size of a friggin' pinhead. It's the size of a large star, maybe, Okay because the sun's so far away. How does that distant, tiny speck of light light up Saturn reflect off of its non-reflective surface and come all the way back to your eye, ignoring the inverse square law, which says every time you double the distance, it's half the brightness. So how do you have the sun bouncing off of a dusty, dirty planet and coming back to your brightness? It's coming back to your, to your eye. Right? So, if you look at the the pictures of Saturn, um, do I have Saturn here? Oh, Saturn. oh here's Saturn. Oh, well, this is this um, this is this is the famous picture of Saturn, and you put it into Photoshop. This is straight off of NASA's website. Crank it up. Crank it up. Um, it uh, shows that it's completely made up in Photoshop, or not even Photoshop. They didn't know that we were going to have Photoshop when they took this original picture. So... But when you look at Saturn, it almost looks like this, right? But if you look at it, it, the rings, every angle of the ring, every angle of the planet is lit up evenly. When you shine a light on a ball, on a sphere, there's shadows and there's bright spots. There's a the hot spot, right? But the but why does why do Saturn light up perfectly even all the way across,
1: like it's its own light? Do you want to know what Saturn is, really? Are you suggesting that it has its own source of light?
0: I'm saying it is its own source of light. I'm not even suggesting that it's a physical object.
1: What is it? What is it then?
0: I don't know, man. I want to know too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, um, have you seen these new planets by, uh, that NASA discovered recently? Those are the bottoms of frying pans. <laughs> all right. But when we look up through our own optics, this is what we see in our solar system. Here's what Saturn really looks like. And then this is what NASA and Disney give us. Okay? Right? This is reality, all right?
1: CGI. Are you saying CGI?
0: I'm I'm saying like paintings for Christ's sake, you know? You know, and 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 models. Like so this is Jupiter. This is Jupiter. This is NASA's model of Jupiter. Mm. Okay? and they use this they use this you know this is at one of NASA's warehouses and this is what we see this is what they tell us you know this is a storm that's been spinning for millions of years and this ring is going one way you know and then the other ring's going the other way and then and then they'll show us a picture of Jupiter this was the one from 2014 looks just like that painting and then 2016 over 2 years later they go oh we got a picture of the Of the Northern Lights, which proves that it has a molten magnetic core just like Earth, which is another problem, Mm. because you can't have a molten magnetic anything, okay? Look at this. You don't even need Photoshop to do this. You can do this in Paint Pro, okay? But look at the problem. Every single cloud is the same. This one's just a little darker. Every single cloud is the same, right?
1: Sure.
0: You see that? And then... Every cloud is the same. How is that possible when this is what NASA showed us of the approaching of, the, I think the Voyager or whatever it was, this is over a couple of days. Look at the clouds moving just over a couple of days. And then they show you that, but nobody cares. Nobody thinks, nobody's like, well, I'm not gonna tie that to what they're showing us today because I only remember the last thing I was shown. And, and, and because you know, too many people can't lie, you know they can't even keep a BJ in the White House a secret. Um, that's all a psyop. All of that, right? Uh, all of
1: it. Just before you continue, for to to what end, David?
0: To what end? Why the lie? Mm. Mm. That's the big one, and uh, I, I I I appreciate that question because if you believe, if you understand, I don't want to say belief. Right? Belief is the enemy of knowing. For example. Mm. Where do I live?
1: Wait, you told me. Connecticut.
0: Very good. Is that a (laughs) belief or do you know it?
1: Um, I'm guessing it's a belief because I can't prove it.
0: No, you could if you took the time. Go Mm. on Facebook maybe, find me, then find all my friends and find out, oh, they're all there. And oh, Find out what high school I went to. See that I'm going to my high school reunion in August and, and then be like, okay, yep, he's from Connecticut. I am from Connecticut. Okay, Mm. now it's a stronger belief, but it's still a belief because you don't know it yet.
1: Mm.
0: Belief, if you want to become rich, invent something that makes people lazier, because that's what people love, right? You know, oh, you're too lazy to get your own fast food? They'll deliver it to your couch for you Mm. here Mm. in America Mm. now, okay? DoorDash, billion-dollar business, right? They'll deliver fast food to you because you're too lazy to get off the couch, all right? So- Belief is easy. I tell you something, Mm. you believe it, you're done. Finished. Take a nap. Take a walk. Drink a beer. Whatever you want, Mm. right? But if you want to know something, it takes time, thought, energy, um, and determination.
1: Are are you suggesting, David, that what's going on um, with, let's say, NASA, it's a conflict between religious belief and scientific observation?
0: Well, there is no scientific observation. and NASA hasn't given us one scientific observation. They're complete and total... um, Total, to, to, they're fake. No, no one's been to space, and we'll, we can get into that in a moment. Mm. But let's just let's just talk about um, what the world is, because then, then I'll answer you why the lie, because this right. is where it comes from. Okay, so they tell us Antarctica is this on you know this we must preserve the ice. If no one can go to Antarctica. Um, it's ten to thirteen thousand miles in the circumference, right? And. The question you have is why doesn't everyone just fly from Santiago to Australia mm. like this? Or just skirt around Antarctica if you're not allowed to fly over it because we don't want to disturb the penguins, right? But in reality, in reality, this is what our world looks like. It is a pond, just like we were talking about before. The land, the highest land on Earth, is Antarctica. They'll tell you that Antarctica is the highest. Base level land on Earth. It's the highest land. Well, it's the land that surrounds our world. Antarctica could be bigger than all of the continents and all of the oceans combined. It's not a little island on the bottom, right? People would circumnavigate it. The last person to try that was uh, Captain Cook, and it took him three and a half years. He went over 60,000 miles. Well, the equator is only 24, 25,000 miles around. How is Antarctica 60,000 miles around? Well, because Antarctica is bigger than the equator. The equator is right here, okay? Okay? Mm. So what's out here in the outer lands, right? What's out there? What's out there? Well, what if the world was set up like this? We live here. We have our sun that circles around, our local sun. We can get into you know, how we see the sun. And then here's Antarctica. And what if there's other lands out here? other lands across the plane right what if there's other other worlds
1: okay yeah just before you continue i suppose i suppose um i'd be asking a ridiculous question but what would be underneath it would be the first question the second question is how far would that plane extend is it just infinite
0: it's a great question is there is how's your heliocentric space how far does that go is it infinite? You know, what's beyond it if it it does end, okay? Yeah, I mean,
1: I I agree. The the current conventional explanation is ridiculous. Uh, The Big Bang, nothing into something, and then it's infinite. I mean, the whole thing does sound a bit sci-fi.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, What if our world was uh, set up like this? So let's say this is our pond. We're here. Here's Mm. Antarctica, maybe a couple thousand miles wide. Who knows? And then out here is more land, extra- Territory, extra terra, another way to say it. If somebody lived on the extra terra out here in the outer area, an
1: extraterrestrial. From where? Well, the outer
0: space. The outer space. And so let's say this is our realm, our pond. Right now we live here. Let's say the real controllers of the world are living in paradise out here where there isn't tyranny. Right? There's a bunch of books, people talking about this, where people have gone through the ice wall, gone through these openings, and, um, and have gone out, and there's advanced worlds out there. What if the world was set up um, like this? This is one of my favorite things. And by the way, anything beyond the shoreline of Antarctica, we're speculating. There may not be any other land. There's Bible literates out there that go, that's it, God just created this, we're here, we're in our dome. I don't believe that, but other people do. That's okay. The problem is we should have the right to go explore beyond Antarctica, to see what's out there, okay, right? What if the world is set up like this? We live here, this is the map I was just showing you right here, and then there's other realms, other ponds, okay? These are other ponds out here, and these are other worlds. And all of the stories that we hear of the Lumerians and the Anunnaki and all of these other worlds, what if they're right here across our plane, just in the outer space? Right? And what if all these interworld conflicts, you know, Star Wars, galactic wars, you know, the all this stuff that could easily be going on just between these worlds here across the Earth plane. Close, thousands of miles away, instead of impossible space vacuum trillions of miles. Right? The closest star is twenty-five trillion miles away. Let's just put this into perspective for a second. In the heliocentric world, the closest star is four and a half light years. The other ones are magnitudes farther, but we're going to go with the closest one. Let's say an alien lived on a planet around our closest star, 25 trillion miles away. If we wanted to go there, let's say we got into a rocket ship that can move a mile per second, faster than anyone's ever gone. If you went for one trillion seconds, you've gone one trillion miles. Okay? Okay. At a mile per second... How long does it take to go 1 trillion miles? How long is 1 trillion seconds? Take a guess.
1: Uh, I, I feel take like a it's... random
0: guess. Random guess. If you guess it within a week, I'll give you a Bitcoin.
1: Uh, okay. No, I don't know the answer. You
0: don't want to just take a random guess, okay. but if you're uh, right. Uh, yeah. Close. 31,000 years. Okay. <laughs> now think about this. Think about this. One trillion seconds is 31,000 years. So if you were traveling faster than anyone's ever gone, 30, a mile per second for a trillion seconds, you've been traveling for 31,000 years and you're only one of the way to the first star. This is ridiculous. This is mind-melting pseudoscience garbage nonsense. You can't fly through a space vacuum. You don't travel those distances and come here and crafts in Ros- Roswell, New York or whatever, Roswell, Mexico, New Mexico, Right? Area 51, I don't know if you know about that. Um, But if you're here, these are just tens of thousands of miles away. These are a day trip, a day trip. You get home for kids, come home, come in here, abduct somebody, right? Do some medical tests on them and make it home for dinner with the kids in the outer worlds, okay? This is scientifically possible. Outer space is scientifically impossible. Where do you want, if you want to believe in life throughout this universe, you have to take such leaps of un woo. Standing on a wobble board, so that's why I did that. Um, if you if you, you have to take such unbelievable leaps of faith, it's um, it's too much for me.
1: Um, <clears throat> but I mean, it does sound you know bonkers, obviously, because this is not what anybody you know is taught. Uh, but I mean, if we come back to our own world. Uh, is going to the Antarctic completely prohibited to even test this?
0: Absolutely. So there's a thing called the Antarctic Treaty, right? The Antarctic Treaty um, says that nobody – so first Admiral Byrd supposedly went out there and said there's more land past the poles. That's the problem. Uh, bigger than the United States, filled with resources that can power the world for years and years. And uh, immediately, Antarctic Treaty, all the countries in the world, or almost every country in the world, has signed on to this treaty that nobody can go explore Antarctica. No ExxonMobil can't go and explore Antarctica, right? Wait a minute. There's nobody living there. There's no animals there. There's no leaves or trees or anything. And there's resources. Why can't we go there? Oh, no, 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 you can't. Go ahead, take down the Amazon. That's fine. But don't disturb the penguins, Okay. No, don't disturb the penguins, right? And the Antarctic Treaty can't even be questioned until the year 2041, 2041, okay? Right, nonsense, nonsense. We should be able to explore Antarctica and the way to do it is on airships, but they demonized nitrogen, um, um, hydrogen with the Hindenburg. Oh my God, the Hindenburg, right? That was a PSYOP and NASA Owns all of the helium companies in the world and they consume more helium than everybody else. And there's always just the helium shortage where there's just enough for party balloons and whatnot, but not enough to um to to economically start a airship company.
1: Why would why would NASA own all the helium companies?
0: Because that's a great question. Um because I'm gonna show you my are you familiar with my app?
1: Uh, I am not. I, I, I humbly apologize.
0: It's okay. So it's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And if I hit the, the web button, which is more resources, and I scroll down, there's this puppy right here that says rockets are balloons, balloon rockets, taking space with blimps. Um, this makes a lot of people cry. All of those rocket launches you see, they're fake in many different ways. Some of them are holograms. Some of them are miniatures. Some of them are pure CGI. No one actually sees them. And some of them that people get to witness from great distances are blimps, are balloons. Okay, And, um, and once you understand that all of space is fake and it's all to make you think you live on a ball... Uh, then, then you start seeing through all of the other um, things that are going on in the world. You know, I used to wake people up to a thing I called Exposing the Big Three, which were three big events that happened here in America. The one that happened in New York, the school thing that happened in Connecticut, and then the thing that happened at the Boston Marathon. And basically completely destroy those things. And then people just go right back to sleep. They go back to work. But when you wake somebody up to the fact that the thing that they're standing on is not what they've been told, once they see it, um, they become, I would say obsessed, but that's not a good word. I would say they become enthralled with the new information and the ability to see, you know, this whole world is based on fear, uh, you know, fear that an asteroid's going to hit us, fear that we're running out of fuel, fear that we're running out of food, fear that we're running out of space, too many people. All of that is lies. They're lying about the population well, of the world.
1: Can I ask you a question, David? <laughs> you, you mentioned asteroids and I didn't want to break your line of thought there, but what or um, meteorites, then.
0: So the lights that we see in the sky that we say are meteor showers; those are electrical phenomena. But again, in the if I hit the frequently asked questions button, scroll down to the bottom line, meteors and asteroids. Click that button, and up comes list of videos that YouTube doesn't want you to see. And basically what they are, some of them, like the big craters that we see, those are coming from within the Earth. Those are geysers. Those are methane bubbles that are coming up through the Earth. We never see a meteor impact leaving a crater. You know we, we catch these webcams you know, of a, a, a webcam of a, a meteor coming in uh, like in Russia, but it comes in at this sharp angle, like it was shot from an airplane or something. And then it explodes, and we never see the crater. When it comes in at an angle, it wouldn't leave a circular crater. Everything would have to hit at a ninety-degree angle to make a circular crater like that. There, these are methane bubbles, and you could you could look. The video will show you some examples, but you just Google uh, methane craters, like Siberia or something, and you see these things. They're still forming today, all over the place. I'm
1: guessing. <clears throat> I'm guessing the answer is yes, but is it possible that? Well, I'm about to ask, is it possible that so many people can, can keep a secret?
0: Well, I'm not keeping a secret. Who's listening, you know, and, and the people that know are the Royal families. These are the the elite that run the world. And, and, uh, you know, there's so many people, you know, people, all the astronauts can't be lying. Well, yeah, they all are lying. All of them, except Don Pettit who is probably just retarded. Um, there's a, there was a, a Polish astronaut a couple of years ago that came out in an interview. He said, uh, he's like, you know, hey, is the Earth, fl-? someone asked him, is the Earth flat? And he said, yeah, the Earth is flat. Nobody's been to space, right? But then where is he? Where, why isn't that on the mainstream news? Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, was it Buzz? Was asked by a little girl, how come we didn't go back to the moon? And Buzz was like, well, that's, that's not a question for a little girl. He goes on, well, the answer is, because we never went. And that's the way it was. Right. And kind of like cryptic. Right. But these guys know if they speak out, they're dead. Their families are dead. OK. You know, there's all sorts of ways to control people. Right. People say, well, you know, you bribe somebody with a billion dollars. They still might talk. But if you have them bribed in another way that they can't get out of there's, there's very, you know, nobody makes it up into high levels of politics or fame without being um blackmail they they have you doing crazy stuff at crazy parties and uh you know not just drugs and sex but like really really bad stuff um with children even and mm. then they have that on video guess what you're never talking like oh you want to make it to the next level you know do this thing and then once you do it you're controlled forever you'll never mm. speak out
1: i have so many questions but i really don't want to throw you all over the place but i can go anywhere hit hit me with your questions whenever you 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 mention something it it triggers a thought like for example satellites and the ISS mm. what's
0: so, going,
1: what's what's going on there
0: So satellites um, think about this once you know first if you google satellites from space uh, satellites in space there are not a single picture of a satellite in space, just cartoons interesting. And I used to when I when I go on vacation in the Caribbean, I would late at night I watch oh, there's a satellite' light like going across the sky. Do you think you could see a Volkswagen bug car uh, at, a, at a mile away?
1: No. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe you
0: could. Can you see it at 100 miles away?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Can you see it at 200 miles away? No. Right? Satellites are smaller than the car and they're farther than 200 miles away 250, 300, 400, 500 miles away. And you can see that with your naked eye. No, you're seeing something else. Okay, you're seeing something completely different. You know, then people go, well, 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 what about the the Himawari eight? You know, the Himawari eight satellite um, that takes a picture of the Earth every every uh, ten minutes or something. Well, we found a NASA server with all. This is an open FTP server with all of the images, and they show us this is weather data from radar. And then they wrap it. They wrap it on um, the weather data. They wrap it on a a uh, on a um, on a map on a sphere. Then they add a terminator line, right? And then so they, they take the date here, and we have all of the images. Now they add the terminator line, and this is what they. This is a shot from the Himawari eight. Well, let me ask a question: How did the Himawari eight see these shadows if they were in night? Because this was also on the server. This is showing you absolute proof. That they're faking it. This is absolutely faked. Right? And this is the only picture we have of the Himari 8. Does that look real? Of course not. No. Of course not. So, when we, you know, and then getting back to the helium, um, NASA is um, uses helium to launch satellites. Right? They admit they have tens of thousands of satellites hanging from balloons. Okay, some of these balloons are bigger than football stadiums. They can keep the satellite in a stationary spot for years. They can they can electrostatically raise it and lower it into different air currents to keep it circling around a certain area. Okay, satellites. This is a satellite. Okay, this is a satellite being launched in Antarctica. Okay, they can lift up to I think eight thousand eight. Eight tons or eight thousand pounds, something like that. So huge. And these things go up there, and they're crashing all around the world. And you know, everybody has a high def camera in their pocket, and they're getting pictures of them, right? But you know, getting back to the size, you ever stand next to a 747 on the ground? It's quite big. It's quite big. Can you see the engine in this picture right here? See the engine? Hmm. Okay. Can you see the engine up here on the 747 mm. flying at cruising altitude? No. Well, do you know that that's only 5 miles up and you think that you can see a satellite that isn't as big as that engine at 250 miles up? You know, absolute insanity to believe that you can see a satellite at that distance. It doesn't it doesn't work. Even if the satellite had a mirror and that was aiming it at your eyeballs, reflecting the sun, you wouldn't be able to see it. But it's not a mirror. Satellites aren't reflective like that.
1: What about the ISS?
0: <clears throat> the international fake station i call it yeah so the iss is um do you know that china has a new space station
1: Mm-mm.
0: yeah so one thing about our uh, what about our iss is it was um i would say it's the most uh it's probably the best uh the most technological advanced thing we've ever built but there's not a single photo or video of it being built not a single photo or video of it being built right and china just put up another space station like a year or two ago
1: and there are no no photos of that
0: no photos or videos of it and and why does it always look like they're in an airplane you know what a zero g plane is Yeah. A zero G, a zero G flight. That's one way they fake it, but these guys are supposedly in space. Okay. There's a problem here. That's a glass of water sitting on the counter. (laughs) There's a glass of water sitting on the counter. All right. And then here's another image they showed us. This is from the space signal. It looks kind of flat. Wait a minute. Hold on. It's more pear shaped. Wait a minute. This is from the, the space station. This is just a warped lens. Okay. This is this was from their live footage.
1: Okay. Uh, but just on that, um, a uh, guy, a guy from my neck of the woods, quite literally about 25 minutes away from my house, Mark Shuttleworth, went to the yeah. space station and it took him two years of training.
0: He's a he's lying. Sorry. Sorry. He's lying, or he's MK Ultra hypnotized, and he actually thinks he went. Okay, so if you look at, um, there, there's so many, there's so many things. Um, let me see what I have here. Um, oh, this this was from a live footage the other day. Here's the dragon capsule they're showing us. Take a look, and then here's another view. Now look, here's the Earth curve, and here's the dragon capsule, and then the camera switches, and now it's perpendicular to the Earth curve. And we're not seeing a different part of it because you can see this little black spot here. And we could see the angle. And look, there's the black spot right there. So we're looking from the same size. Mm. This is a model. They're showing us, they're showing us absolute ridiculous models, right? And then look at this. This guy's going into the space station. This has got to be airtight, right? Look at the door. Look, that's the door. Suck fabric. It's a piece of can, it's a floppy, I call it the floppy door, right? Where's the air seal? What is that? They show us this stuff to see if we're actually thinking and we're not thinking. Because if you can't see it, you can't see it. Then this woman, the woman, man, whatever it is, you know, transgender. um, If you watch this live stream, there's a video I have on my channel, D-I-T-R-H, this channel right here, boop, that channel. Um... (laughs) At the end, she's hanging from wires, and why is she pivoting right from her hips? And what's this underneath her shirt right there? Okay? What was now? That? this? Now, it's her harness. And then she lo- loses control there for a second, and they quickly cut away. Right? But the question you have to ask is, now, looking at this girl, I think that she's totally hypnotized. She's hanging from wires, but she's told to ignore the wires and pretend and believe that she's in space and that's an easy thing to do hypnotically but if you look at her she seems like a very mind brain controlled person so is this a liar no she's a victim
1: but is that thing that's on her belt is that not uh, her the receiver for the microphone
0: no it's not and and if you watch the whole video which i um on my channel you'll you'll see here's another thing they, you know they're all having their lunch they always have they always have so many outfits and stuff where are they, where are they doing their laundry Right, they're working out for two hours a day, sweating, disgusting, and a zero-G environment. How do they wash? They've been up there for a year. Okay, What's this fruit doing sitting on this table here? Again, we had water in one. We have fruit on the other. right? Mm. Right. And then you have Don Pettit, who's the other guy that might think uh, he li- he's in space. He said he took some plastic and taped it together, and it was able to drink coffee out of it like a cup because he misses drinking out of a cup. But watch what happens. Oops. The coffee loses sync with the cup because it's CGI. The coffee mm. loses sync with the cup. That's a problem. Right? Yeah. Here's here's um Don Pettit oh, or no, not, not Don Pettit. Um Chris Hatfield, he loves singing. Right? He's got a guitar, he's playing. This guy is in another room. This is a green screen and he accidentally sticks the microphone into his neck. He's because he doesn't see exactly where he's holding it, and it's inside of his neck. Look, the microphone. The microphone is inside of his neck and going through the side of his head. And the Glober excuse is cosmic rays, dude. You know, film processing. Uh, you know. No, it's not cosmic rays. It's it's blatant fakery, right? For example, these guys. Now there's some glitches on his hands. That could be you you can you can you can write that away, but watch over here underneath his arm. He moves his arm too quick and reveals the green screen. That's a green screen. Hmm. Why is he in front of a green screen? Why is it when we track the ISS, the light that we call the ISS going across the sky, which is provably too bright, to, too, it doesn't. the size and the brightness don't work out. The speed that it's going doesn't work out. The viewing area doesn't work out. But why when we watch a live feed from the ISS and they're showing complete and total cloud cover and I just watch it go over and there's not a cloud in the sky and it's supposedly live, even if there was a little bit of a delay. Zero clouds and they're showing full clouds. They show full clouds most of the time because that way they can't get caught. Like, wait a minute. How come you're not doing it at night? We just went over a football stadium. The World Cup is going on there. How come you didn't see those lights hmm. when you saw other lights, right? They'll never show you live at night because you can nail them. You can nail them on their, on their fakery, right? This is one of my favorites. These guys are, you know, they're always flipping the microphone around. This guy's flipping his hat around. But in the background, this guy goes floating by. He's way far away. So I zoomed all the way in and you could see his harness and the wire he's hanging from. Something went wrong with the layering, and they weren't able to get rid of it. If they're lying once, and then the NASA apologist fanboys come back and go, well, it's for safety. They're using harnesses for safety. How do you use a harness for safety in zero gravity? Wouldn't the wire just wrap around your neck and strangle you? Okay? Then watch what happens here. In the script, he, in the blue, is supposed to hand the hat to the guy in the green, and he's supposed to put it on the wall. But he makes a false move, and the guy lost track of where the stuff was in the monitor, because they're looking at a monitor. Watch. And he moves his right hand, and he thought he was passing him the hat, and he puts it away. I'm just looping it here. He's like, oops. And then he realized, oops. Look at him. He's like, "Ah, uh, oops. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Germ. Before the show, you said to me, I'm not a flat earther, mm. but I want to have a respectful conversation. I really appreciate your conversation. Not like the not-Professor-Dave guy who we've completely destroyed. Um, he... You... Don't have a single proof that the Earth is a globe. How can you be a globe-earther? Are you a globe-earther?
1: I am, but... But,
0: oh, but why? So you have to have... To be, to be something... You have to have one reason or more to be it. Um, what is your one reason? I can't that prove it. Global?
1: I can't prove it. It's just that's what I was taught.
0: But that's what you were taught. Mm. Okay. So is your teacher a liar, or is your teacher the one that memorized, regurgitated, got straight A's, and became the new teacher?
1: I mean, like with everything else, they are just parroting what what the curriculum is.
0: They're doing. They're they're the ones that memorized it the best, and they that way they become the teachers, right? This is a ball filled with helium, so it's floating. This is not real, but she's playing with it, right? There it is. They even beamed it in with a little beaming beaming rays, right? And it's, this is called augmented reality. This is how they, they fake stuff. Why are they faking stuff? If they're really in space, show us that you're really in space, right? Why do they have so many glitches where everything that's floating glitches out? And everything that's not floating stays perfectly clear
1: hmm. oops can i ask you a question that's not uh related to what you're talking about at this very yeah. moment but you can always come back to it um, no no we can move on i i flew to sydney um, some years ago and so obviously now you need to just picture where I am. i'm in cape town so i'm <laughs> at the bottom i'm at the bottom tip of africa and i flew across to sydney direct flight um ignore the flight there the flight home the captain told us to look out the window um, because on this on that little tv screen on the seat in front of me it showed the flight path and it showed showed us going over the edge of the antarctic and i looked out the window and i saw endless amounts of ice and that must have been for about one to two hours what was i seeing
0: you're going from From South Africa to Uh, Australia?
1: The the other way around, Australia to South Africa.
0: Australia from Western Australia or Eastern Australia?
1: Sydney, so that would be on the east.
0: Okay. So, trying to find the right, Mm. here we go. How about this guy right here? So, the normal path from uh, Johannesburg to Wellington would be this way but sometimes they they ride out here because there's winds that they can take there's wind paths they can take and the flights that do these southern flights they go they go faster than they're telling us you don't know how fast you're going in an airplane unless somebody tells you okay so some flights you know people like well how come it's not twice as long to fly from sydney to johannes you know to sydney to um to santiago you know, yeah. no, know just even farther And the answer is, well, because the flight's flying twice the speed as the flight that's going half that distance, right? So flight speeds, flight routes, the problem is that most of the flight routes don't make any sense. If you are on a globe, if you're on a globe, which is see-through because there's green areas on it, um, and the equator's in the middle here, and you wanted to go from any northern location.
1: David, stop. That is freaky. That I yeah, can yeah, see. Sorry, can... <laughs> so sorry if you go, on. go, from, if go, on, go globe, on. If you're on globe,
0: if you're on the top half of the globe, the Northern Hemisphere, bottom half is the Southern Hemisphere, if you want to go from any place on the Northern Hemisphere to any other place, you would never need to go below the equator. You would just go to that place, wrap around the ball. You would never need to go below the equator because that would be longer. Correct? You with me? Sure. That is true. No Northern flight goes to any other Northern place ever crosses the equator. But Southern flights do cross the equator when going from one Southern, why doesn't this one doesn't just kind of go under the ball and go right over there? You know, why, why do flights make these crazy trips? Why didn't it just go from Auckland over to Peru? Why did it go all the way up to Los Angeles on the West coast of the United States, right? It's twice the frigging distance. And the answer is cause it's a straight line, Right. And now you'd, you'd say, well, they do it to save money. They do it to save the, the, to save money, you know, and, and whatever. Um, that's not true. The, answer, the, the, the issue is sometimes there's emergency landings, okay? Someone's having a baby, someone had a heart attack. So here's a flight from uh, New York to Hawaii, and it needed to, uh, there was an emergency right here, and so they went 1,000 miles out of their way to land in Seattle, which is in the northwest of America. Thousand miles out of the way. How did they get there so fast? They got there in like 15 minutes. Why did they go there? Why didn't they just land on this flight path? Well, look at it. New York, Seattle is right on the line to Hawaii. It's a straight line on a flat earth map. Let's look at another one. Right? Another time, they went all the way to Moscow, which is way off, 1,500 miles off course. How did they get there so fast? The answer is Moscow, is on a line between the origin and the destination. Okay? Again, another one, right? Here is um, from Dallas to Beijing. Way the hell out of the way. They went to Calgary in Canada. Why did they go way out of their way? The answer is because Calgary is right on line where they were flying. How many times does this have to happen? Now, here's the thing. Belief. Don't believe me. I'm just showing you a bunch of memes. Okay. But this book by my friend Eddie 16 Emergency Landings That Prove Flat Earth, it's free online, PDF, or you can order it at lulu.com. It's a great coffee table book. 16 Emergency Landings documented flight paths, times, landing places, maps, everything, proving that none of them make sense on a globe and they all make perfect sense. On a flat level plane.
1: So are, are you saying that when I flew back from Australia to South Africa, when I saw that ice, the plane was touching the, well, it was flying over um, the ice wall.
0: It could have been. I mean, were you over the, oh, you could have been over part of um, Antarctica.
1: That's what, sh- that's what it showed yeah. on, the, on the map, on the TV screen. And I actually saw the ice and I took a photograph uh, out the window of the ice.
0: Oh, sweet. Um.
1: And the, and, the, and the captain still made a comment about we must look at the, the big cracks in the ice because of global warming, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Oh, please. He may believe that. But, you know, most pilots, especially the southern, pil- the southern flight pilots, um, they, know, they know that the Earth is level and stationary, but they can't talk about it publicly or, or they lose their jobs. They lose their um, – they, they uh, why, you know,
1: why is that? Why would they lose their job?
0: One, you, you want someone flying a plane that thinks the earth is flat? That's archaic. He's probably not responsible. It's all uh, social peer pressure. And, um, you know, maybe the people that would fire him would just think that he's crazy. Maybe the people know, like, hey, we got we to shut this guy up. We had a whistleblower uh, pilot for KLM come mm. on our show, Globe Busters, which is a weekly show we do on Sundays on YouTube, Globe Busters. And... Uh, the next day, she was fired. She was grounded and fired.
1: Yeah. So that's the thing I don't understand, and that's the thing that get always gets my alarm bells going, is why the firing? Why the censorship?
0: So getting back to your question, why the lie, right? They don't want us to know mm. that we are at the center of creation. They don't want us to know that this place was made for us. They want us to feel like we're a random accident floating through an infinite universe we're a speck flying through the middle of nothing on our way to nothingness an asteroid could take us out which aren't real right we're running out of land untrue everyone in the world every family in the world could have an acre in australia and half of australia would be empty okay um we're running out of food untrue stick a seed in the ground water will fall from the sky and food will come up out of the ground okay we're um we're we're gonna be blown up by nuclear bombs Nuclear bombs don't exist. I know a lot of people have a hard time with that. What about Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Um, there's a uh, podcast called Crow with two R's, 777radio.com, episode 053 and episode 400. Listen to those, and then you'll know that nuclear bombs are just a way to keep people scared, just a way to build military force for the controllers of the world. Um All of the stuff they tell us, it's all fear, 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 false evidence appearing real. And then they use the news, north, east, west, south, to steer our minds, okay? And they don't want us to know that we're at the center, that our thoughts create our reality, that nobody has authority over us. The only power anyone has over you, anyone, is in your imagination, because we are all free beings. And there's one law, one rule, the only rule, Don't interfere. Don't hurt or kill anybody else. Don't cause damage to anybody else. Mind your own friggin' business. That's it, right? And also be nice to help your neighbor, right? But don't cause harm. Don't kill anybody. That's it. And Mm. the rest is just people trying to control our minds.
1: So John then wrote about imagining um, no heaven above us, uh, only sky. What am I looking at when I look up at the night sky?
0: Great question. Um, you're looking up into the Earth system. All of the lights that you see are here within the Earth system. You know, I used to laugh at people that believed in astrology. Oh, Mars is in retrograde. Oh, yeah, that little rock that can't even affect our ties, 25 million miles away, is, uh, is going to affect your life? Bologna. Well, then when you really realize that Mars and all of the other wandering stars are all named after gods, they're all here within our sky, close maybe they have everything to do with your life. These pink winds here are going two to 300 miles an hour. Okay. And so you could just be in those winds and they get, that's a 200, 300 mile an hour tail boost. And that's how you, that that's the route you took.
1: How high are those winds?
0: That's 40, that's at 40,000 feet. And they change, they change. They're different. They change, but they're very consistent, but they do change. Right, and then you know you put this on a on a globe, and they show you these winds, these you know these winds that do this huge S turn. But in reality, this is what they they make perfect circles on a flat Earth map. What are the odds of that? What are the odds that they come out with perfect perfect circles? <clears throat> uh,
1: tell me about the sun. You said you were going to chat to me about it.
0: About the sun.
1: Mm.
0: So, and for, and, for, and they, for that
1: matter, and for that matter, the moon.
0: Well, the sun is ninety three million miles away, they tell us. Does this look ninety-three million miles away? Do you want to know what the sun really is? Sure. Yeah, me too. I don't know, man. Okay? <laughs> but I don't think it's a physical object. I think everybody sees it in a position unique to their own. Um, let me show you <clears throat> let me show you real quick. How we do how are we doing on time?
1: Uh we're fine. My um, power is going to go out in about 17 minutes, so there you go. All
0: right, well, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, um, let me just show you. So when we look up into the sky, um, we're seeing a sun manifest itself in our sky, like like you know when you hold a magnifying glass and you make a perfect little dot and you can burn mm-hmm. ants with it, right? If you lifted it up a foot. That dot is up in the air. It's now floating in the air. And I believe that's kind of how our sun is focused. So right here, this is our sun. It kind of looks like a sun, but it's really a flashlight 10 feet on the other side of this sheet. Now, my girlfriend's over to my left, and I just asked her, where do you see the sun? And she says, well, I see it right there. Well, I see it over here. This is where she sees it from her point of view. But I'm over on the right, and I see it right there. So we're both seeing the same thing in two different positions. What would happen if we both tried to triangulate? Well, we knew a distance between us and we tried to triangulate where the sun is. It wouldn't work because we're seeing the sun in two different positions. That's why you can't triangulate the position of the sun. The more people you add to a triangulation, the stronger the number is. But it actually goes the opposite. The more people you add to triangulate a celestial object, the worse it gets. Why? Why? Because we're seeing it in two different positions. We're seeing it relative to ourselves. So She where... sees it right there. She sees it. I could draw a little X on the sheet over there. Then I'd have to draw another X right there. How do you triangulate to two different positions that are supposed to be one?
1: So So where is the sun and how big is it?
0: It works out to be 31 miles high. 31 miles wide at 3,000 miles high, I think it's way closer than that. I think the sun that we see is right here within the Earth system. And I couldn't tell you, but I don't think it's traveling. Like, when I see it rise, like during the summer, I can see it rise um, over the water. I think that's about 65 miles away, if you ask me. And then that means it sets 65 miles on the other side of me, so it's going 130 miles during the course of the day. That's why it looks like it's moving so friggin' slow because that's my dome of vision. My dome of vision. What is my dome of vision? You can only see a certain distance before everything becomes opaque. And the shortest distance is across the land. A longer distance is higher up. It's straight up because it gets, the air is cleaner. But there's still only a certain distance you can see. And if you plotted those infinite number of points, it creates a dome of vision around you. When you're in the middle of a fog, your dome of vision is only a couple feet, maybe 50 feet.
1: Yeah. So when you said Earth system, what do you mean? Is there like some sort of dome over over it, over us?
0: Well, that's another question. We don't know, but there sure sure seems to be a lot of evidence that there is some type of sort of containment. Um, I don't believe space is a vacuum. I believe space is water. Space is liquid. You know, page one of the Bible, not that I'm a Bible guy, says God separated the waters from the waters and created the firmament right
1: so that's above us
0: above us yeah
1: mm. and, and 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 what about the moon what is that what's going on there
0: <laughs> moon is the biggest mystery in the world the the moon is um again it's a light look at a full moon why is it lit like it's lit like it's its own light it should have a hot spot and it should fade out but it's lit evenly from end to end right if we go um <clears throat> if we go to um if you look at the moon when there's some clouds in the sky, uh, the moon will light up the clouds that are right near it and not the clouds that are away. If it was 238,000 miles away, it should light up all the clouds that you see, right? Why is the moon evenly lit, right? If the moon's a dusty, dirty ball, how does it, not, how does it reflect light all the way back to Earth? If you use the inverse square law of light, which says every time you half the distance to a light, it's four times brighter, when you're looking at a full moon, let's say it's one lumen. Halfway to the moon, it would be four lumens. Halfway again, a 16. Halfway again, 64. You keep doing that until you're 100 miles from the moon. And the moon would have to be like 60 to 70 times brighter than we see the sun from Earth. Mm. It's not. It's right here. It's within the Earth system. I say the Earth system rather than the solar system. Right? Sure. Yeah. And then, and then the optics, like looking up at the sky, is no way to prove the shape of the Earth. But people say, well, if you got a flat disc moon, I'm not saying it's a flat disc moon. Um, how do we see the same face? How come it's always always a circle? Well, look at this guy in this pool. He's facing us. Well, look, it looks like he's facing us over here. Right? He's facing forward, but the, as the camera goes, his body, the face, that was the face of the moon. Watch as the camera comes around. It's always facing the camera. Optics. Okay. So when you're looking up at the sky, don't ask, don't tell me what shape the floor is. Look at the lights in your ceiling and, and tell me what shape the floor is in your room. Makes no sense. Sure. Sure. So that,
1: that is quite creepy
0: before we, yeah, it, it's quite creepy. So let me, let me just, let me just run through my app for a second. Cause, sure. cause here's the, the, here's the thing that gets a lot of people. You Google flat earth, you get nonsense. Mm. You get all propaganda. Why are they hiding flat earth? Now I'm interested. Wait, the government is trying to um, hide flat earth, you know? So when you start looking into it, like how do you find the information? Well, there's some good websites. My app, which everything can be found at flatearthdave.com. This is the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. It's, everybody loves it. And here's the challenge. I'll give you three Bitcoins for one proof of the globe. Every day there's a new video right here. You just tap the thumbnail, bam, the video comes up. Watch that video every day for two weeks. At the end of that two weeks, if you think the Earth is a globe, send me one proof and you get three Bitcoins. But before you do, you have to hit the question mark. And up come the most frequently asked questions, like, "Hey, what about ships over the horizon? What about eclipses? You know, what about the tides? What about gravity? Right? What about yeah. seasons?"
1: Can you, sorry, can you, can you, quickly tell me about the tides? I, I wanted to ask you earlier.
0: Yeah. So, um, the the tides. So, let me see what we have here. So, the tides don't make any sense on a on a flat Earth, on a, on a globe Earth, because there's like crazy huge tides in the north, and um, and and you know no tide at the equator. The opposite should be the true, uh, should be true. So I got i got these ads running here. I just want to show you this one. This one. Uh, here we go. Um, so there's all these little tidal nodes, right? All of these different areas will we'll have different tides. When you actually look at it, they're not related to the moon, right? They're not related, they're not related uh, they don't follow the moon. Now when there's a full moon, yeah, we do have higher tides, but also when there's a new moon, why don't we have higher tides? Because the moon is still there, it just doesn't have sunlight on it supposedly, and it's lined up with the sun. We should have massive tides because you got the sun and the moon pulling on the water. That doesn't make any sense at all, okay? Doesn't make any sense at all, right? There's Earth, and we have a high tide here. We have a high tide here because we have a moon, right? The moon's supposedly pulling on the water and it's pulling the water away. This is the helio nonsensical explanation. It's pulling the water away. But then why is there another high tide on the other side of the Earth? You know what the helio, sense- <laughs> the helio non- nonsense model answer is? Because the moon is pulling the earth away from the water, creating a second bulge. This is the story that you have to believe to be a heliocentrist, okay? It can pull trillions and trillions of tons of water up and away from the earth, but it can't affect a raindrop. It makes no sense, right? Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense, right? Moons, but my head was the moon. It's pulling the water away from the earth here, and it's pulling the earth away from the water here. Okay. This is what they tell us. That alone should make you, uh, you know, give up on the helio nonsensical model. These are high tides and low tides. Like, how the heck does that relate to the moon? None of it does. Now, what are the tides? Great question, right? The 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 whole sun earth moon is a giant battery system. The salt water carries the current. That's why there's no tides in freshwater. Well, if the salt water is carrying the current of this battery system, maybe that's why there's tides. There's also some belief that there is uh, at the center, at the north, that the water goes in and out twice a day. Like the earth is breathing in and out twice a day. And that's why you have these massive tides in the north. Can't go there. I don't know.
1: Let's come in for landing.
0: So the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, it's $3. That's it. But on it, there is a premium feature where you can send messages to other Flat Earthers. These are the Flat Earthers that are near me. And I could tap on any one of those dots. I could see their profile. I could send them a message. I could send out a group message. Like right now, I have it set for 50 kilometers. I could send out a message to 403 people. I'm having a meetup. Over at Germ's place at 7 p.m. Give out your address, and then all the people will come, and you'll have a big party, all right? Um, it's a way for people to get in touch with each other. It's a way that the people. Once you're a flat earther, you can you're no longer compatible with non-flat earthers. Just so you know, people know that. But flat earthers have the advantage because once we see the flat earth, we're never going back to the globe. And anyone that hasn't seen the flat earth, they always can come over. There's always time for them to come over. And most people that have brains will eventually see. So they're using it as a dating app. They're using it as a jobs app, right? So where are you in, in South Africa?
1: I'm in Cape Town.
0: Cape Town. So I've been on a bunch of radio shows there. Are you all the way down here?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So, so, so there you are. We got, we, we have, some, we, have some, uh, we have some flat earthers in Cape Town. And you can go on the app. You can tap on their dot. You can message them and have another conversation with a real flat <laughs> there. Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> it's just bonkers. <laughs>
0: it's bonkers. Look, do you think this is bonkers? Look at look at the world, man. Look at look at the UK.
1: But this it looks is crazy. But hold on, it looks like it doesn't look like you're using a flat Earth map there. No, because
0: Google uses their map, their coordinate system. Why does you know what what how do they calculate places every position on Earth? They use a coordinate system. Longitude and latitude. Two dimensions. Why are they using a two-dimensional system? Where's the x-axis and the z-axis? How come there's not a three-dimensional coordinate system? Why are they using it? Because they map it out on their map. Um, I haven't found a, an API that'll that'll put it into a um, onto a, um, a a circle map. But one day I will, I mean, you can only do so much, but that's a, a good observation. And anybody that's uh, that's watching that has the app, right here is your status. If you click that, up comes a list. It gives you your referral number. Anyone that gets the app, you give them your, you know, if you say, hey, download this app, give them your referral number, and that way it will keep track of how many people you've converted, um, you've unplugged from the matrix. The heliocentric system is the matrix. It's a prison for your mind. It's to limit your thoughts so you can't manifest the world that you should that you deserve, and they have you believing, they have you believing that um, you are on a, uh, uh, you're insignificant. That there is no creator. They don't want you knowing that there's a creator because that changes everything. That takes the power away from them. When you unplug from the heliocentric system, you unplug from the matrix, and you mm-hmm. no longer feed that feed your power. You separate yourself and you take back your life. You. There's a lot of people that go, like, well, you know, I live on a ball. and I'm doing pretty well. I'm making money at work. Good for you. Okay. But you're not honoring the world that you live in. This place is amazing. No flat earther is ever bored for a second. There's so much to learn, so much to see. And when you go outside, you, you see the world with all new eyes. There's tons of stuff in the more resources section. Um, in the more resources section, if you go to, have you looked into the mud floods yet?
1: I uh, haven't, no.
0: Yeah, so um, there's a button in here. Oh, right here. Mud Floods, Tataria. That will blow your mind, okay? It'll absolutely uh, blow your mind. Awesome Flat Earth music for adults and kids. All sorts of stuff. You have a lot to think about. Now, you can just forget it and keep believing you live on a ball, Mm. but the thing that's going to bug you until you finally give up is if you believe you live on a ball, then you have to have at least one reason. Right. Hit the frequently asked questions button and see if your reason is explained away there, okay? And then once you give up your ball, here's the thing, we're guys. Nobody likes giving their ball away, right? Nobody likes, we all, you know, try taking a ball away from a Mm. child. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm stealing your ball. It's the foundation of your world, which is no foundation at all because it's spinning and whirling and twirling. You are standing on top of your foundation Close your eyes. It's not moving. It's not spinning.
1: Deva Weiss, thank you for joining me in the trenches. Don't go anywhere. My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.